can't believe I'm going to have this conversation. If he don't win this year, he's a bum. What? That's a Hall of Fame terrible take right there. No, it's not. It's true. It's so true. Boy just choked. Straight women booty and let the ball go. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. LeBron James. Puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of bang. Irving and Curry. One on one with Irving. Puts it up. Oh yeah, but I will get to explaining and debating in a second. <laughs> what is up, Joseph? Yes, sir. All right, I'm running yes, with my fucking theory from last week. What is the beef between you and Devion? Because y'all cannot sum up, right? I can't get on no, the goddamn uh, show at the same hey, time. Cat Williams started it, you know. Black people in media, we just can't get along. Cat Williams started it in 2024. God we damn, just can't Kat. get along. God, damn, <laughs> damn. Oh, shit. That's nah, funny, we are actually hopeful that we'll get Devion at some point. We're having, uh, we got a, a, a child that does not want to go to sleep. And for those of you that stuck it out mm-hmm. to the end of our last episode, we see how abusive Kai gets when he uh, when he's yeah. not happy with Devion. So he just you know yeah. starts punching him. Devion don't really know how to keep him in check. So you know we just gotta we just gotta hope for the best with Devion. We gotta start but, getting a condom sponsor. <laughs> just show that. That's all we gotta do. Show those scenes. And people be like, yeah, man, I'm gonna start wearing condoms. That's <laughs> that's too much. I'm just saying. It'd be a great ad. Be great prevention. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, Every time man. you think you don't want to put one on, just think of that. <laughs> just... Joe's early for this this moment of our show. <laughs> two minutes in, two minutes, two soon. minutes in. Two minutes like, soon. I, you stumped me. But <laughs> all right, we do have some basketball we got to talk about. So we got the trade deadline came and went last weekend on or last week on Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a lot of uh, I would say more minor yeah, moves, but. Not a lot of star power move. The big, the bigger names had already kind of been traded with uh, OG mm-hmm. Ananobi and Terry Rozier, but we had a, a still a bunch of a bunch of contenders kind of positioning and getting some role players to fill out their roster. So we got a lot to talk about. We'll then recap it all with who we think is set up best to to make a push for the finals. But we're gonna start with the Mavs. They, they probably had the most intriguing moves. So the the big gets. I'll I'll spare you all the details, but. They got P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford in two separate trades. Some of the outgoing pieces, mm-hmm. Seth Curry, uh, one of their better shooters, but you know, not playing as much lately. Grant Williams, who they just signed in the offseason from the Celtics, shipped his ass to Charlotte. Apparently, he had pissed people off mm-hmm. with the net organization. Oh, but Kyrie was the problem, I'm just saying. <laughs> Bunch Maybe of picks, all these different things, you know. A lot of picks outgoing. Charlotte, mm-hmm. we don't need to really worry about them. Wizards, we don't need to worry about them. But both. I don't know where they're going, both teams. Nowhere. I'll answer that question for you. Nowhere. The same place that they've been going for the last 50 Charlotte, years. Charlotte. Nowhere. Nowhere. Um what do you think about this gift for the Mavs? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think this does for the Mavericks? You well, know, they're, sitting, the they're sitting kind of far down in the Western Conference standings right now. So mm-hmm. they need to they needed to shake something up. If all the reports are true th- about 
Grant Williams, then you got to get rid of him. Like nobody's getting along with him. You got to go. I think he he actually was played the first month of basketball. He was actually one of the bright sides about the Mavs. But if you start rubbing the superstars the wrong way, I get it. You got to go. But and to replace him, I think bringing PJ Washington is a good move. So versatile, uh, I guess small forward, power forward, wherever you really want to position him. Kind of same like Grant Williams style. And Gafford, I think, is a good rebounder, good pick and roll option for Luca. I think this is the type of bigs that you need to put around Luca for him to succeed. So I think they did a good move about it. Now, I don't know if it's going to work because we've seen big bigs like uh, Porzingis and other ones not work. So I think this is the type of players you got to get around uh, Luca that can actually play a little bit of defense and go out there and rebound for you because Luca's not going to do it too often. So I, I like the moves, but it don't move the needle for them. It's just, it seems like they just trying to put players together and have Luca figure it out. Like they, it's almost like the Lakers where they just really, it seems obvious what kind of players you need to put around Luca, but for some reason they just can't figure out which players to put around them. So I don't know. I read the situation a little differently. Okay. Everyone sours on Grant Williams. All right. The only person that's playing um, I'm just saying he, he fit in. He fit in a team that went to the finals, Eastern yeah. Conference finals. He fit in on a winning team. So I'm starting. I'm again. I've I've had my doubts about Luca for a while now. I, I are I'm you saying Luca got rid of him? Well, I don't know if Luca did or not. I don't know if it's Kyrie. Kyrie has been a little known to, you know, he's not the easiest teammate to get I, along with. Well, like, you know, Luca's sensitive now. Luca's sensitive. Yeah, too. no, exactly. Yeah, like, but I think I think it's I think it's very plausible that he clashed with either one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Kyrie, you know, you, you can't talk to him just any type of way. And, you know, Grant Williams kind of seems like the person that might just let some things fly, you know, when he's angry and upset and he gets emotional, right? Like we saw in the playoffs last year, he got into it with Jimmy on the court. Kind of the wrong person to, you know, poke the bear to, mm-hmm. to steal and Brooks. And then, yeah, got got his ass sent home. So I'm not putting it – I'm not throwing it out that he said some shit out of line, but I will say – the Mavericks lack the exact type of personality that Grant Williams has. And like I just I don't know, I don't think PJ Washington has it. I always no, I'm always no. I'm always wary of and I get it, my heat got rosier from the same team, but like when you get players from teams like that, you gotta be real sure that their personality is gonna match. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah, it's cool PJ Washington getting 18, 20 points a game for Charlotte when they're, you know. They're on the sideline giggling with each other when they're getting blown out by 25, right? Like, you got to really make sure that he's going to have – you're trying to win. This also mm-hmm. this isn't Charlotte anymore where it doesn't matter if you win or lose. No, you're trying to win. You got you got one of the best players in the league, two of the best players in the league, and Luka and Kyrie. So I got I to gotta see that. I got to see how that all plays out. Um, I like his skill set. Like you're saying, Joe, I think his skill set is very good. The one thing that I'm kind of confused with the Mavericks, though, is I thought they needed some some more rim protection. I just don't know that either one of these guys really provides that. I'm thinking on that rookie still. Yeah, man, that's just that's just a lot to me. That's just a mm-hmm. lot to ask of a rookie. So, I mean, maybe this is a future move, and they're just kind of punting on this season again. You know, like they punted on last season. I don't know, man. At some point, Luca might get tired of. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to look at Jason Kidd too. Yeah, I mean he's like at some point you gotta get some criticism on Jason Kidd. Like you got the weapons, figure it out. 
Yeah, you know, because what's weird about Jason Kidd, at least like the credit you can give him when he was with Milwaukee, he was very instrumental in developing Giannis, right? Like he, yeah. he played a very big role in developing some of those pieces. I guess they don't they don't really have a ton of guys that need that development on this team. So I guess maybe there's just not the synergy with his role. But yeah, you're not you're not wrong. He's got to be in there somewhere too. Because uh, at the end of the day, you got two great players. I personally never liked the fit between Kyrie and Luca, but at the end of the day, you got to be better than what you've been. Like yep. just having those two should get more wins than what they've got right now. Um, <clears throat> but, Even with the injuries. Yeah, I mean you've had you've had at least one of them basically yep. every night. So yep. that's enough to get a lot of teams further. Uh, let's talk about another team, though. I feel like Buddy Heald's been almost traded for like three straight years. He finally <laughs> gets dealt. Uh, he goes to the 76ers, who – very confusing to me, but whatever. The outgoing, the Pacers got – Cork uh, Mott's from the Sixers, a, a shooter. Uh, Doug McDermott from the Spurs. They got a, a couple of second round picks. The Spurs took Marcus Morris from the Sixers. Kind of unfortunate for him. And also got a second yeah, round pick and some cash got exchanged as well. So we're going to we're gonna focus on Philly because they're the team that, you know, is of consequence here. So what do you, th- what do you think about Buddy Heald with them? That pair to pair I'm, with Tyrese Maxey and eventually Joel Embiid when he comes back from injury. I, yeah, it makes sense if Joel Embiid's there because then you got Buddy Hill. Well, and I don't consider Buddy Hill the great. I mean, I guess he is a great catch and shoot three point shooter. I think he's better on a fast break, but I don't think he's going to be great on like a catch and shoot from a a swing a post pass from Embiid. That's what's. That's going to be interesting to see if, how he handles that. But I think he is a really good three-point shooter. That's somebody that they needed. Somebody, if Maxie's running down the, uh, a fast break, he can throw it to. But I am going to be able to see how he's a spot-up shooter. Like, Embiid's sitting there posting up and he throws it to Buddy Hill. I'm interested to see how that's going to work because I don't think he's the greatest at that. I think he's better fast break, fast break, pulling up, shooting, not just sitting there waiting for his opportunity to catch the ball and shoot it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they meld that together. But I guess this is a move where you go, hey, we got to try to get points and score points to stay alive until Embiid gets back. That, that's the, really the only thing I can think of because, like you said, Buddy Hill's not going to – they're not going to resign him. They're not going to keep him. Like he, Buddy Hill, that's what he does. He move around. He jump around. He may be there for a year, and then they're going to move on from him. He's just a three-point specialist in the NBA. He got to go to a, a team every year that thinks they have a chance to compete. What's interesting is – the clash kind of in styles of play when it like what like you said when Embiid is playing now when Embiid's out they're probably going to play pretty fast get up and down mm-hmm. but it's going to be when Embiid's there when they're kind of at their full potential it's going to be pretty polar opposite of what he was dealing with in Indy <laughs> I mean they were yeah. just getting up and down oh. Allie was throwing them dimes all over the place right like that that that's a big shift I, I like the move I think it's a good move you know he's a a capable defender. I'm not going to say he's a lockdown defender, but he's a, he's not a, I wouldn't call him a liability defensively. So you don't really lose much there. You didn't give up really a big defender in this trade. So I like it. You know, I don't, I'm not going to say I, I love it, but I think, I think like you said, putting more shooting around Embiid and Maxi is, is a clear, obvious, obvious upgrade Mm -hmm. to the roster. I think that's, as simple as that. I mean, I mean, it's just, you know, what are we going to get from Embiid when he can actually come back? Nothing. He's not going to be in shape. Going to be tired. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just, like I'm, I'm just worried. He, you know, his, his hamstring, like all those soft tissue. I talked about last, but like those soft tissue things after a knee oh, injury, boy. like that's those are high risk, and he's gonna have to be scaling up for the playoffs real soon. So <laughs> I just, oh, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, another contender though added a role player. This is one of my favorite role players in the NBA. The Phoenix Suns added Royce O'Neal from. From the Nets, uh, our Slew Billiken, Jordan Goodwin, part of the trade, sent over to the Nets and then was later waived. Uh, uh, Yutu Wananobi, I believe is how you say his name. Um, Left-handed sharpshooter. Uh, He had been kind of following KD around for a little bit, so they sent him back to Brooklyn where he just was previously. Um, What? what, this might have been my favorite deal of the deadline, Joe, but I, w- I want your reaction to this one. I, it is a good move. It really is because that's uh, it, they literally fixed a position that they needed and a spot that they needed. They needed somebody who's going to be able to catch and shoot and somebody who's going to play gritty defense. And I think that's – and bring a little bit of nastiness too. I think that's exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. And they're finally getting healthy. So I think this was a, some depth that they were going to need. It's not like they're going 10 deep in the playoffs. They're going to go six, seven, eight deep in the playoffs. So – this is exactly what they needed. All they got to do now is get healthy, and they got a really good chance now at the way they've been hey. looking. This this hey. is one of those moves those, where you go. When those three have been playing lately, Joe? Man, it's the same. Ooh, they so, look good. They look real fucking good. And I like the way how Kevin Durant's been playing defense. I know we're talking about uh, Royce O'Neal, but the mm-hmm. fact that Kevin Durant's going to be able to play at the five, then you can have Royce O'Neal out there as well. I think that helps a lot too. You can have Booker, Beal, lineup. Exactly. Yeah. That that's scary. And and then Grayson Allen too. You can throw him out there too if you want to get some gritty defense. That would not be bad. A yeah, little this, small. This year little like they they got like they they've got a they've got now a good collection of those very mm-hmm. versatile uh players. And I'm blanking on um he starts. Uh Akogi. Uh, like oh, another, yeah. another, Kobe like too, another, yeah. like him and Royce O'Neal remind me a lot of each other. I think Royce O'Neal is probably yes. a little bit more consistent offensively in terms of shooting yeah. the basketball. And but, he's bigger, he's stronger. Yeah, they got they got a lot of versatile guys now. Like if they want to take Nurkic out, they're playing a team that's they, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I forgot about Nurkic down. too. Like, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of versatility now on that team. Defensive versatility to go along with that firepower offensively. So I I, I love that deal. They, that was the exact type of player that I thought mm-hmm. Phoenix could use, and they look good. They look really good. Did you see them the other night when they played against the Nuggets? And that was when that's when they had KD playing the five. Mm-hmm. KD was going against Jokic and still was going playing offensively very well. If KD can do that, like if KD can actually play defense like he's playing defense this year. And stay healthy and be able to put up 30 still, that's scary as hell. That's scary. Dude, that, 35, he's, fourth, he's fourth in the league in scoring right now. Insane. And it don't you can't even tell it. Like you just oh, watch him play. It's so and effortless. At, yeah, it's you look so at the fourth quarter, you got what? What? This man got 30? That's crazy. They have a, they have some like fourth quarter lumps to kind of still sort out. They're still not like the most polished offensively, uh, for my taste in the fourth quarter, which is slightly worrying, but I think they'll get it figured out. I mean, oh we have to remember like, th- that those three have not played that many games together yet. So I think the more reps they get together, Thanks. yeah, look out. Um, let's talk about another interesting trade. This one was interesting. The Thunder acquired Gordon Hayward for basically nothing. They gave up no players, no picks. They or th- they might have given up 
they gave up some end of the bench player that never, never, never suits up. So they acquired Gordon Hayward from Charlotte again. Um, now Hayward's obviously been around. He's been on some good teams. Um, what's, what's your reaction to this one, Joe? Hey, this is one of my favorite trades right here. I think Gordon Hayward's a, a great addition for them because if you're Oklahoma City Thunder, you got all this talent. Everybody's saying this is great. You got Shagos Alexander, but everybody knows. Come playoff time, you don't have nobody on that team that's been there, done that. Let's see I what mean, happens Shea's, when you get into a seven. Shay's probably the only one that ever went to the playoffs. That's with the Clippers. No, well, right? no, when uh, when Chris Paul was in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, when Chris Paul was in, that's right. That's right. That first year, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It, they're super young. So I think Gordon Hayward brings that experience. And he's a guy who's not going to demand the ball. And he can give you 20. And you don't have to play on that many minutes. So you don't have to worry about him being injured. And he's going to be a decent defender. I think it's a great add. He don't, he's not going to take away anything from anybody. You can just plug him in. He's not going to be selfish. He's just going to help the guys out. He's going to be quiet. I think this was a great add. I, yeah, I'm a thousand percent with you there. Um, you know, I had the right team, but last week when we were talking about who some moves we thought we would like to see, I, I said Kyle Lowry from Charlotte should go to go to, oh. to be, but that exact same type exact of thing. Same kind of thing. I'm not asking you to go. I don't really care what you do on the court. Like that's not really what I'm interested in. I'm interested in you just kind of being there, mentoring those younger guys as they go through the playoffs. I think that's going to provide a lot of confidence and. You know, I bet you he'll make a, a just a few big Couple shots big, in the in the yeah. playoffs. Like he'll make a few big shots. He might only average, you know, five points a game for them, but he's going to hit like a timely three or make a timely pass for an assist. You know, because he's not a selfish player too. Like that's that's the mm -hmm. great thing they're getting. Like he's very willing to just move the basketball, keep it moving, let those young guys that have been in the groove kind of keep them keep them going. I think it's I think it's a perfect role for Hayward at the stage of, the, of his career. Yeah, and the exact yeah. the exact type of player that the Thunder needed because, like you said, real young, real hey, young. Sam Presti might not be messing around. He may actually may be actually trying to win and not just be a farm team for the rest of the NBA. Hey, he's got them. He's got them boys set up nice. He really does. Nice, like they. They might not only be like a real threat this year, but they if they can keep that core together, I mean, they're going to be a problem for. For years to come, because here's the thing, Jux. I know what you you're already going to try and start thinking about. All right, when's SGA going to demand his trade and ask out? <laughs> want to go to one of these bigger market teams? Going to LA. I'm telling you though, it's a lot harder to make that trade demand when you're continually the one seed and are actually competing for some shit. It's not no That's Anthony true. Davis in. That's true. In New Orleans, where he's just. That's not Dame put Lillard. Up, put up yeah. numbers for fucking a bunch for you know forty losses a year. I mean, if they're if they keep competing like this, now there is a there is that sweet spot, right? Like Donovan Mitchell, he finally was like, "All right, it ain't never happening. Time to get me out of Utah." Mm -hmm. But they got like a good what eight years out of Donovan Mitchell, six, yeah, eight years, something like that. So he tried, he tried, honest effort, and fucking Rudy, Rudy Gobert is the second. His Rudy second, is the reason he left. Yeah. Now I'm disappointed that we don't have. Devion yet for this next topic. <laughs> it must be the Knicks. Next trade. Yeah. Because the mm -hmm. Knicks have been making some fucking moves. They went and got uh, Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from the Detroit Pistons. Now, just a quick aside that is very important for us to point out that Alec Burks did lose 
his his senior year state championship final to uh, the sophomore Bradley Beal. That's just a, an important thing that I always have to point out when we talk oh, about Alec Burke. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even know that. Grandview, Grandview. For oh, Alec Grandview. Burke. Yeah, I remember that game. That was great. a crazy game. That was a great, great game. game. I remember the, before we get into the stretch. I remember got kicked the out very. Of <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the very first, the very first play of the game, they won the tip. Alec Burks took like two steps across half court and then just pulled that, th- pulled that bitch and and smacked it. I was like, "Oh, this no, might dude. be, this might be, this might be a game. This might be no." It was, it was game until the last like eight minutes. Yeah, like last few minutes and he started they pulling smacking. away. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. That first half was insane, dude. We was like, Alec "Oh yeah, Burks, we ain't got a chance." Alec Burks was the truth in high school. Yeah, he was, he was, was like, "We ain't got a chance." But nonetheless, the Knicks. Uh, what do you think about this for the Knicks? Obviously, the Pistons just move off of some veterans that you know kind of did right by them, like some teams <coughs> Bulls didn't do by their veterans, let them go try and compete for something this year. Uh, what would you think? I loved it. It's crazy. I mean, you literally gave the Knicks exactly what they needed. You gave him a shooter, and you gave him a three and D guy. You gave you gave Tibbs exactly what he wanted, and he's gonna run Barks into the ground. Bogdanovich is not gonna play. Terrible defense. He's not going to play great defense, but he, as long as he tried, Tibbs going to leave you out there. And he a shooter. So I, I love it. Brunson going to be throwing him dimes. He's going to be making shots. And low key, he can get his own bucket where he really needs to. People mm-hmm. don't put enough respect on his one on one game. He got a nice I little, love, little mid range. Yeah, exactly. I love everything the Knicks did. But still, at the end of the day, the Knicks they are, are the just Knicks. like the Dallas Cowboys. When the lights get the brightest, they going to flame out. So it's a great story right now. Get happy and excited that y'all got one of the most stacked teams in the East, but you're still not better than the Celtics. You're still not better than the Bucks. It's going to be a competition if you play against the Heat because Jimmy Butler show up in the garden. Y'all going to choke it up. As long as Josh it's Hart nice. Don't slide his foot under Jimmy's ankle. Exactly. <clears throat> it's nice, though. It, it looked real, real nice. With Jalen Brunson, and what, what I think, Williams. what I like, nice. what I like the most about it, Joe, they needed another shooter. You and know, they, they let it. quickly go in the deal to get Ananobi. You know, like OG, he's a he's an okay shooter. He's pretty good if he gets catch and shoot in the wings. But I mean, Bogdanovich is is. I'm not gonna say he's a sniper, but he's he's close to being a sniper from out there, mm-hmm. right? So they that's gonna help space the floor for Brunson. And more importantly, in my opinion, space the floor for Randall. So Randall doesn't have to take as many shots away from the rim. It should open up the lane a little bit for for Julius Randall. Now, Alec Burks, to me, he's just going to be kind of an off-the-bench, instant offense type of guy. Go get your own bucket. Uh, you know, add in a few points here. Don't Just don't be completely useless on defense. I think that's all that they're really going to ask for him. I don't know that he's going to get a ton of minutes when it comes playoff time. But, again, you never know. Someone could get hurt. You might you might need that depth, and then you've got a veteran right there that's going to be ready to step in and give you quality minutes. I hate to say it, the the, the Knicks mm-hmm. had a goddamn good trade deadline ish, give or take a few weeks. Like goddamn, and they actually they actually made some intelligent moves, getting the right type of people to fill out their fucking roster. I I can't stand it. Can't stand it. Mm-hmm. You you wanted those moves to go to Miami, didn't you? Those would have been good. Those would have been good pieces for Miami too. Uh, OG seems like a Miami Heat player to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm. We are. We had Precious once. 
I, it wasn't heartbreaking for him to leave. Um, Bogdanovich I would have liked, but not again, not heartbroken. I just didn't want them to go to like a team that I think the Heat might have to face, and let alone all go to like the same fucking team. Like, why couldn't he? Like, why couldn't your Lakers have made that goddamn move? They just sitting around on their ass. That's why. I mean, but I, look, God, I can't man. believe. Hey man, James Dolan is losing a lot of money in Vegas, so he's trying to win a championship to bring more money <laughs> I need, to New I need, York. I need to get this money back. <laughs> exactly. That's why. Let me actually try in New York. Let me get some money back. That's a, I can't believe they're actually doing all these moves, and it's it's gonna be hilarious how it's gonna flail out. Stephen A. Smith gonna be in heaven. That first thing gonna win the first round of the playoffs. Gonna be so excited, and then they are gonna walk into the Bucks or no, that's even worse. We you know it's gonna worse gonna happen. They are gonna walk up to the Hawks somehow, and and, <laughs> and Trey Young is gonna go ham. Yep, yep, it's gonna be something terrible like that. That would be great. That, that'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I don't know if the Hawks got the juice in them to even make it that far, no, but that would either. be that would be cinema right there. Or they're uh, gonna lose to the Cavs or something crazy. They'll lose to Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland and them folks. Yeah, I mean, I th- see. I thought that last the Cavs are a team. We'll talk about probably next week or they nine straight wins, bro. They've won like sixteen to seventeen. Like, yeah. I'm just having a hard time getting. They won when Darius Garland in. was out. Then they won when Darius Garland came back. I mean, it's crazy. Just it's weird. Last year, like, cause I, you know, remember last year, I was high on them. I really liked them mm-hmm. going to the playoffs, and then they fucking like lost four one to the Knicks in the first round. It's like, I'm still a little scarred from that. I it got trust be. issues with them. That's fair. I got trust issues with them. Uh, let's talk about the move that pissed me off the most, though. The 76ers basically just <laughs> gave away Pat Beverly to the fucking Bucks. From no, yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. talk to me, Joe. Yeah, gave them exactly what they needed. I mean, they lost that tenacity and mean streak defensively. I know that Drew Holiday is like vocally quiet, but he was still that dog on that defensive side of the ball. He was that dog that they needed. And now. They got somebody that's a dog. He may smile in your face, but when time to fight, he gonna fight. He gonna be that first person. Step to Giannis wrong, he gonna be the first person biting at your ankles. So I, I love it. I think it's exactly what they needed. I mean, it's not like he's gonna impact them points wise, but when shit start getting a little iffy in the uh, in the fourth quarter, or Giannis start feeling a little punkish, he gonna get in his face and say, "Hey y'all," or Dame. Hey man, Dave, make a fucking shot. I, I can see all that happening. Like the, all that. It is, is kind exactly of funny. Like what the they history, need. the history that Dame and Pat Bev had. Yeah. Yep. But Crazy. you know, I, I just feel like I feel like Pat Bev's one of those guys where he yeah, you, now. you don't you don't like him when you're not when he's not your teammate. But like I feel like he's you're automatically like your biggest hype man when he is your teammate. So like I feel like I feel like that's gonna work. Just I feel like it's gonna be just fine. Like the thing that the thing that bothers me the most about it, right? Because you kind of touched on it. Here's the thing that I'll add: they didn't need a vocal leader from the point guard position, right? They just needed mm-hmm. the tenacity defensively that Drew Holiday gave them. Now, is Pat Beverly as good defensively as Drew Holiday? No, no, no. one is. But when you talk about like the vocal shit, Bobby Porter's could do all that. Bobby Porter's big vocal guy. He'll mm-hmm. scream and yell and get in everybody's face. That they didn't, they weren't missing that. They're missing a goddamn ten- tenacity at the point of attack 
which fucking Pat Beverly's going to goddamn do in like Philly. You're going to have to see them. That's what makes You're no gonna sense. You're going to have to see them. Like, why would you? He is going to dog Tyrese Maxey. And he's going to be mad about it, too. Points, but he, he is going to make life fucking hell for Tyrese Maxey. Why would you do that? And he's going to take it personal. Yes. Yes. Of any team that he's going to take it the most personal against, yep. Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't want me? Okay. Yeah, oh, Daryl Moore, you said you weren't going to trade me? Okay. Okay. Because, like, Darren Moore least, said he wasn't going to trade him. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, Darren Moore, so, so, so James yeah, Hardman told the truth. So James Hardman told the truth. Hey, I never doubted that. That's crazy. I don't think any of us on this show, at least, ever doubted that there was like a little wink, wink side deal behind the table. I think we all just point out that James Harden didn't exactly live up to his end of the bargain with how he flamed out in the playoffs. But you can't say like at least with James Harden, like okay, we saw this failure. Um, They got a good amount of pieces in the deal. You got some cam fucking pain. Which makes no sense. Makes no you sense. got some cam fucking pain. For like, That's some shit you would have did when you were taking. That's some shit you would have did when you were taking. Right, that's what, like, that's what I, I'm trying to figure like what the fuck they're doing. Because they, they traded for Buddy Heald, which makes me believe that they actually want to win something yeah, this year. Right, you would think. But then you'd give him, like, what? I, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to make sense of it and I can't make sense of it and it just irritates me because I don't need the Bucks getting their mojo back. They hired Doc like... Rivers and he he fucked it all up. Like they were they were getting all fucked up. They what they're they won tonight, but they were like one in five in his first six games. Doc Rivers doing Doc Rivers shit. And now he's gonna give him something like that. Come on, man. <laughs> he needed it too. <laughs> it is dumb. It, it is really dumb. It's and funny. I gotta sit here and watch Fucking Josh Richardson dislocated his shoulder on Sunday, and Terry Rozier come down and sprain his goddamn knee. And I'm sitting here. I need a fucking guard. And, I, and Pat yeah, Beverly Pat could have been had for some goddamn cheese and crackers. Oh man, what could you fuck? imagine Pat Bev and Jimmy Butler on the same team? Bro, that would be so funny. Man, that would be straight comedy. That would be dope. That would be dope. But speaking right. of the Miami Heat, what you got? How many hot kids is gonna be in the dunk contest? Oh yeah, he got some got- bunnies. You got, you got hops like that? Okay, that's weird. I was surprised with it. Yeah, it it did surprise me, but like he's he's shocked me a few times this year. Where like he'll be like sprinting down the court and he'll just like put his finger up for like for a lob. I'm like, I'm like, you sure you got that? Right. Oh, yeah, he, he gets up there. His head damn near at the rim. I'm like, okay, okay, okay Mexican Jimmy. All right, and Jalen Brown, dumb, dumb bro. Dumb, bro. <laughs> I want, hey, he should go. He should go out there and dunk with his left hand every time. Give him tits. Tits. If he just dribbles with his left hand and then dunks it, I give him a 10. I swear to God. So the Lakers signed uh, Spencer Dinwiddie after he got bought out in in the trade uh, that was going to send him somewhere. Uh, I don't even remember where he was supposed to go, but Spencer Dinwiddie's had an interesting last couple years. He was another one of the players that had been in Dallas. That was supposed to be the answer in Dallas, and then somehow couldn't work with Luca. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about this one, Joe? This I thought this was, you know the Lakers were rumored to be kind of in on a few different players. You know, most notably probably Dejounte Murray. I think uh, 
what, what, do, what do you think of this? Do you, do you like the move for the Lakers? Indifferent? I think it's, hate it. it's the same thing that they did with Christian Wood. Hey, man, let's – there's potential here. Let's – hopefully it works out. And Christian Wood hasn't really worked out. Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't think it's going to work out. It sounds like a good idea. On paper, it looks good. But I just – Spencer Dinwiddie is not my type of dude. I just don't – there's no room for him. He's not going to drop 20 in a playoff game for you and help you win a game like like he did in, with the Brooklyn Nets. And they ended up losing that game when he had a great game. But he's not going to do that again. Like, it's – it's. I don't know. This moved the needle 0%. He's going to be on the bench a lot. He ain't going to play that much. But at least, I guess, that gives you an opportunity to put somebody in when D'Angelo Russell is fucking up. So, I, I really don't know besides that what this really does for you. Yeah, I was kind of trying to wrap my head around this one too, like, because like just like straight, like I could see it, like if you like traded D'Lo for him, you know, you're like, okay, we think he kind of fits that D'Lo mm-hmm. role better, which I don't really think I would agree with even that. I, I, I'm I'm trying to make like I'm trying to see like what role do they see for him? Because like I got to imagine when Gabe Vincent finally comes back from his knee injury. Like, I see the role for Gabe Vincent. Play great point-of-attack defense, make open shots, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a role that Gabe Vincent has excelled in previously and I would expect to excel in in the future. Like, Dinwiddie's not really a not really a defensive player. He's an nope. okay shot creator. You know, I think he could be a really good playmaker if you put his mind to it, but it seems like he's kind of the last couple years been in this, like, oh, I want to prove that I can be a scorer. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not saying he can't get himself a, f- a few buckets. Like he's not like a bad scorer. But if you're gonna win a championship, like I don't know that I really want Spencer Dinwiddie being like one of my like go-to offensive threats. Exactly. And so like that's where like I just I just don't really know. I see like the role for him on a team like the Lakers. Now maybe he can get, maybe the problem has just been, he hasn't been on a team that really has been competing for something. And so now that he is on a team that is trying to compete, like maybe that'll help him buy into a role. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I just, I kind of need to see that. And it, it feels a little desperate by the Lakers. That's kind of, that's, I think my overall mm-hmm. takeaway. That's fair. It feels desperate that they're just, they're kind of like, name, look, we, need to, we need to try and do something. And this is the best we can do because it, it was reported that the Hawks were asking for Austin Reeves, for DeJounte Murray. Not happening. So, obviously, the Lakers said no to that. Yeah, that's a – Yeah, that's not happening. Devion was on here last week really wanting DeJounte Murray, too. He really wanted him. I don't think he wanted him that bad to give up Austin Reeves. No, nah, but... you're not giving up Austin Reeves. I give up B-Lo. B-Lo <laughs> and some picks? And a pick, yeah, for sure. All right, Joe, it's that time. It's it's that time of the season. We're about to hit the all-star break. Uh-oh. All the trades have been made. Maybe a couple more buyout options are out there, but it's time to start thinking finals. Who's set up best now? Well, all the roster, major roster tweaks are done. <sighs> I'm going to go with the Suns because they're getting healthy and they added some pieces that they need for depth and defense and just nitty-gritty plays. And then on the East – you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I like the Bucks. Though. I'm riding and die with the Bucks. I think people are being a little extra on the Bucks, acting like 
they're like a five, six seed. Like they still top three seed. Like relax. Like the Bucks, they still good. They still got Giannis. I know Doc is there, and it's gonna take a second. Like I'm down. Like they won in six right now. I get it, but it's gonna take a minute for his philosophy to go and that defense to kick in. And adding Pat Bev, I think it'll help out a lot too, because he ain't gonna take none of that BS. So I like the Bucks still in the East. All right. In the West, I agree. I got the Suns. I got the Suns. I love the way they're playing basketball right now. They are so hard to defend when they're on offense because, like we said before the season, when everyone was so worried about, oh, my God, they don't have a real point guard, all those all those dudes are unselfish. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of them are unselfish. That ball moves so fucking quick. Seems like and... Devin Booker's the number one option. Oh, really? The oh, guy said that? The guy that's fourth in the league in scoring isn't the number one option. Interesting. Um, the guy who's dropped sixty multiple times. Oh, well, all them, all them sixty balls, and KD still averages more points per game than him. But <laughs> nonetheless, I love the way that they play, and I think, like you said, adding a Royce O'Neal, another defender, Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's Insane. that's exactly the type of move they need to they need to make. What I like about them is because I think about them in trying to match up with. Denver and so like you were saying earlier when they played and they put they slid KD all the way to the five what I like is they can be super athletic and do they have somebody that can just body in um like out physical Jokic no no but I think the way to beat Jokic the most effective well not beat but slow down Jokic the, the best you can have a bunch of athletes out there that can dig and then recover to their player mm-hmm. and I think they got enough of that They've got also and enough got, size to where Aaron Gordon can't do what he did to the yep. team in the finals last year, where and he just oh, okay, arms. switch switch uh, Gabe Vincent and I'm just gonna baby him. Like, nope. They got a ton of guys with size on that team, so I I, I really like the way they're set up in the East. I, I can't do it. Really, like Joe, I'm telling you right now, I'll tell you one team I know is not set up the best is some fucking Celtics. They are the they same. They are the same, same bullshit that they have been the last three or four years. That's why I, I didn't pick them. I was, I was watching. That's why I didn't pick them. They played the Heat on ABC. I said the Heat had no Jimmy Butler because someone in his family died. Terry Rozier goes down. Goes goes out early. Josh Richardson goes out. This is a game with like two minutes left. And and what do they do in the fourth quarter, Joe? When it's time to start making some clutch buckets, oh, they just start jacking up the same mm-hmm. bullshit that they've been jacking up for four or five years. Mm-hmm. No, All no game plan, there. just shooting threes. Yep. Yeah, just, just, yeah, exactly. No game plan whatsoever. And they're supposed to have this offensive-minded coach in Joe Mazzulla. Um, Yeah, so out on them. I'm not really in on the Bucks either. I don't, like, Doc Rivers is, like, okay, guaranteed to play <laughs> out somewhere in the playoffs. So, like. Just got to go 3-1. Just, that's it. Got to go 3-1. Just, just let them get, get up 3-1 and you got them right where you want them. Uh, Philly out on. Like, I'm really trying to, like, I, I really don't know. Like, I, I'm trying not to say the bias answer because I always expect my Heat to show up when it's time to play in the playoffs. But with no, all the shit that they're not. going through, I can't really say that they're perfectly set up right now either. The Cavs. The two seed. <sighs> I mean, it's got, it's got to be the Cavs or the Knicks. Like, I, I don't know. At this point, you're right. It's going to be – I mean, I, I, like, I guess I by default Knicks, I can bro. go Bucks, but, like, the East is a crapshoot right now. So I'm just going to stick to just one team, the one team that is set up the best, and that is the Phoenix Phoenix Suns out in the West. The East got a whole bunch of shit they got to work their mm-hmm. way through. Which is um, fun. And, yeah. Joe, 
I have to say this because Uh-oh. of how hard I am on a very specific player all the time. A Hall of Fame. I gotta tell you, a t- I gotta tell you a team that I am in on though. I'm officially in on them. The Clippers. No, they, they look really good. They do look really good. I like the they way really do. they're, they're they not really do. they're not overly isoing right now. Like the, the yeah, ball is moving, everything's quick and efficient. Harden isn't hardening. Like that's I hate to really say. Good. I hate to say because you know I love to hate on like a lot of a lot of that whole composition. But they like the Knicks. <laughs> they're gonna Clippers gonna clip. They do man. got they, they do got Clippers that. Enough, but like I'm just saying, I am I'm in on them. Right. I'm in on them. They're not my and Kawhi's been team. healthy. That's scary, bro. Kawhi. Kawhi's all the way back. Yep. He's that, all the way back. And that's scary. That's <laughs> real scary. Especially in the playoffs. Well, you know what? You know what that yeah. does? If if Kawhi does get hurt, I'm all the way out. But you know what it does with Kawhi being healthy? It's no ball sticking Pressure. in James Harden's hand. It's no ball sticking in PG's hand mm-hmm. because the number one option's right there. And it's Give fucking obvious. Like it's not yeah. even close. It really like is. who the number one option is. Now Harden and PG, they can they can fight for two. You know, Russ is doing a great job accepting his role off the bench, just kind of being a smart plug. And, like, man. They had a good team. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I didn't think it would, I didn't think it would work. Well, they had to play work. Dallas. Oh, they're going to boat race Dallas. They will boat race You say Dallas. it's not the same Clipper team? I'm just saying. Luka no, do Dallas. something different. You know how Kobe always beat the Phoenix Suns? Like, he would always going to go ham on against Phoenix. Luca always go in they'll, on the Clippers. They'll, they'll boat race though. I ain't worried they about should. that one at all. Yeah, Luca would be so dead tired, bro. You imagine he got to try and keep up with Russ for the whatever 20, 25 minutes a game Not Russ happening. played. Yeah, all right, Joe. We didn't get me on. We know we end the show. We choose love. We choose violence. What you got? I'm gonna choose love. I'm giving love, love out to uh, the goat, Pat Mahomes. Trying to say let everybody know you don't have to count rings to be the goat. We gotta end that conversation of rings make you the goat because it's not true. I definitely Pat Mahomes, the, Pat Mahomes, goat. That what he did was amazing. And to be honest though, get Andy Reid some love too because he should have been the MVP. Because those last two drives that the Chiefs had, he was just like, I'm gonna call these plays. I'm gonna give easy decisions for Pat Mahomes, and all he gotta do is throw the ball. Just make the right decision. Like the plays what he was doing was. It was genius. It was like, okay, you're going to play man press and you keep bumping my receivers. Okay, trips left. Everybody go deep. Kelsey, just do a drag underneath. You're going to outrun that linebacker wide open. Oh, it's fourth and one. I'm going to do a a triple option, and I'm going to give Pat Mahomes three options of which way to go. You can hand it off, you can run it, or you can do a shuffle pass to Travis Kelsey. Like The play calling was just so amazing. Andy Reid did. It was like, as a defender, there's nothing you can do because Pat Mahomes is going to make the right decision, and Andy Reid gave him three, you four. Know who else deserves a lot of love for the the Chiefs and their success over these? Kyle games. Shanahan. <laughs> Steve Spagnuolo, man, Spag, man. that boy isn't it, his bag. Isn't it crazy? You go in Kansas City, everybody loves Steve Spagnuolo. You come to St. Louis, can't fucking stand him. Worst head coach ever. But, What's so, it's amazing. what's so funny it's amazing. about that, though, is like his failures in St. Louis is like what has helped set up the Chiefs so well. Because Andy Reid is the offensive play caller, mastermind, mm-hmm. everything. So there's stability there. Spags was so bad in St. Louis. No one's ever going to give him another shot at head coaching. Nope. So they've had stability at defense. That's a great point. Well. 
And that's so I mean, that's that's been amazing for them. And they've gotten more and more players that fit the way he likes to play. And Matt Nagy's probably not going to get another head coach in the job. That offensive offensive coordinator don't matter. That's any <clears throat> Eric Bieniemy ain't going to get another job. So he got he got a lot of offensive options. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad that you chose Love Joe because I got to go all the way violent, all the bang, way bang. all violence, all towards Jalen Brown, little bitch ass. Uh, <laughs> God damn, I can't I can't stand him. He's because he's such a corny player. <laughs> he really is. He's such a fake tough guy. And then you fu- like you're you're like. You're good, but like you're three hundred million dollars, you can't easy. dribble with your fucking left hand. And then one, he does some bullshit to bait a foul with Duncan Robinson. Fine, I can get over it. Then as he's like still got Duncan Robinson's like arm clamped under him, he tries to like throw him and like damn near like dislocated Duncan's shoulder. I'm just like I'm like bro, what the fuck? One, everyone always mocked UD being on the roster. Hey, you need him next time. Next time we got the Celtics, and now this season would have to be in the playoffs because that was our last game against them. But even this next year, I need I need UD with the ten day. I need him with the ten day just to let Jalen Brown. Give me three minutes. Just give me three minutes. He needs thirty <laughs> seconds. That's all he needs. That's all You're he right. needs for real. But then Jalen Brown wants to get on the fucking podium after the game, and it obviously gets asked about it because he got assessed a flagrant foul and a technical foul for his bullshit with Duncan, and he goes. Y'all don't really know what he was trying to do. I think he was just doing this because he doesn't really like to try and defend. Bullshit. You clamped him to get a bullshit foul. Stop playing. Him. But I bet he won't do it again. Now, mind you, if you watch the game, Duncan Robinson did not back down from J- Duncan Robinson was That's, not scared of Jalen Brown. He got right in his face. And then Jalen Brown, after everything got settled and they started, and Duncan was like, no, shoot his free throws to the flagrant. Jalen Brown starts trying to talk to the referee, and Duncan got in his face again. Was trying to let him know, "Nah, fuck that. You're not doing. Right. You're not doing all that bullshit." He's not scared of you. He's not fucking scared of you. No one's scared of you. So you fuck all the way <laughs> off with true. all that bullshit, Jalen Brown. Ain't nobody scared <laughs> of anybody on the funny. goddamn Celtics. No, are a bunch of soft ass fucking babies. Ain't nobody worried about them. And if I just gave you three hundred million, and we trying to win a championship, you ain't doing no fucking dunk. Contest. You're out here picking a fight with Duncan Robinson while you go four seventeen and almost choke the game yep. away. It, yeah, that's but that's about right for. That's Jaylen. the Celtics. That's Jalen Brown to a fucking T. It really is. Shit gets tight, and I, you should have seen how he played after the incident. Like he tried to act like all oh, tough afterwards. He got to the free throw line, smoked both free throws. Bricking, he made. I think he made like one of like five shots after after the incident with Duncan. So like, clearly, it didn't get in Duncan's head. It got in your little bitch ass head. And you want yeah, you know, three hundred million dollars tough guy. <laughs> Right, the man. guy that wants to bring Black Wall Street to Boston. Right. Like they ain't going to burn that shit down. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> You're not lying. Come on. You might as well say just bring Black Wall Street back to Tulsa. Right. Like, yeah. the fuck out of here. You're going to put Black Wall Street in the most, one of the most racist towns? Come on, bro. Come on, he might be a good dude off the court. I'm sorry, that just that shit made me so mad. I was court. I was sitting there hot as fuck after that, the game. I, I was it. like, fuck this guy. Now that I bet you won't do it again. That's such a soft <laughs> right? thing to say. In the again. press conference, what you're talking shit to Duncan Robinson? Oh, yeah, Duncan right, exactly. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> say that shit to Jimmy. He won't. He won't. He won't. Man, fuck he, out of here. He wouldn't Brown. have done that if Jimmy was there. He wouldn't have done that. No, yeah, he was happy as fuck. Jimmy had to go deal with a family oh. death or some shit. He was, yeah, he, he wasn't going to try that shit. And you know, if That's we can't get UD to sign another 10-day, James Johnson, come on back, bro. Oh, shit. Come on back. Didn't James Johnson? 
Who signed James? No, James Johnson is with the Pacers. Well, he's he's been on ten days, so I don't know if he's still there or not. Because the they were getting the Pacers, him ten days. Yeah, after the thing with Giannis when Giannis. Yeah, they, they got in a fight with Giannis. The next day they they signed right, James. Come on, come on. Yeah, come on, bro. We need some, need some fighting <laughs> over here, bro. Because ain't nobody messing with them, man. Like triple black belt having ass. Ain't nobody messing with him. Yeah, no, bro. Jeff Teague's got some of the funniest stories about him. Yes. On his podcast, is shit funny as hell. Cause I think they both went to wait, <laughs> and so he was like, they like got into it when he was when Jeff was like a freshman or something. Yeah, you learn fast, I think, with uh, with old James Johnson. I think you, you learn. That's funny. Learn what was Jeff Teague was telling that story of of uh, who was that a European player? He said he slapped him right in the face because <laughs> he was just mad. And dude, like, <laughs> it just ran to the other side of the court, and the dude saw me said. I'm gonna kill you and all your family. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" So he thought you talk about when he like pushed LeBron in the playoffs or whatever. Yeah, it was like, hey. he was like, "Man, he was bogus I, for that." He's like, "Hey, man, I was tired of losing to LeBron. Man. I never beat this man in the playoffs." <laughs> Jeff Teague is an icon, bro. He need. That's he when it was the one seed too, wasn't it? No, this this was when he was on was the Pacers. After? This was when he was on the Pacers. Oh, the, Pacers the Pacers team. Played the play the Cavs on the Cavs, oh, so they were yeah, they were like yeah, an eight or something. That's yeah, funny. That was after like Jeff Teague got some funny ass everything. stories, bro. That's like his storytelling too. His storytelling is what makes it. Yes, like he he just a good ass storyteller. Oh man! All right, y'all. We're three to possible. We are out. Yeah, there.